Hi, welcome to Beyond Today and the Rod and Cindy podcast. How exciting is it to have a beautiful day like today out and we have this beautiful background and we have this beautiful people here. I'm really excited about today's podcast. It's a very exciting podcast. My name is Rod Diamond and I'm here at Beyond Today. Oh, to my left, I have this beautiful, wonderful co-host. Her name is... Cindy Newby. Hello out there. You know what? I was waiting for you to say Cinderella this time. Yeah, a.k.a. Cinderella. There you go. <laughs> a.k.a. Cinderella. Absolutely. You guys can find us anywhere. Just go to Google and type in the Rod and Cindy podcast. But if you spell Cindy wrong, yeah, who knows? Cindy spells her name really weird. How do you spell your name, Cindy? C-Y-N-D-E-E. That's with two E's at the end of Cindy. Cindy. I love it. That's awesome. Man. So how are you doing today? I'm doing really wonderful. Thank you. Really? Yep. Off to a great start this beautiful Saturday morning in Phoenix, Arizona. It's a gorgeous day today because I hear it's going to be in the hundreds next week. So I took advantage of it and went hiking this morning. Oh my gosh. That is awesome. I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Me too. How is your day and morning going? Good. So I got up and went to the bathroom, got made myself some coffee. That's about my gist of it. This is a nice show. It is. It is a nice show. Not a dirty show. Oh, especially today. This, especially today, this is a wonderful podcast. It's the sacredness of feminine energy. It's so beautiful. You know, you have this wonderful guest <coughs> sitting next to you. You think you could introduce this beautiful guest next to you? Oh, absolutely. Sorry, <laughs> get organized here. So this is my teacher. Um, he he uh, teaches practical philosophy for New Acropolis. Uh, it's an international school. Um, my mother and I actually go to this school. It's really wonderful. I learned so much, and I know there's so much more to learn. I'm excited what's coming up. We're getting ready to start symbology. I'm excited. My one of my favorite things to learn about. Um, I've been with the school for over three years now, and my mother uh, four years, and he also offers archery and qigong and tai chi and a lot of love and support and a lot of knowledge, and I'm grateful to know my teacher, and I call him my friend, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Cindy, for that introduction. I am also uh, very happy to be here and um, with all these beautiful people, as Rod said. Um, and uh, I hope that uh, out of this uh, gathering that we have here today, a lot of people join us uh, and share in, in what we have for that day. I agree. Thank you. And the subject is going to be absolutely femininely divine. Oh, I like that. That was really beautiful. Yeah, I know. It's it's a sacredness of feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Divine guidance. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful, Cindy. It's, Thank you. You really do have some really beautiful words sometimes, you know? I know. You know where they come from. <laughs> the divine. <laughs> awesome. You know what? And I just have to say, because we have uh, a wonderful, beautiful producer that's next to me, and his name is Mike. He's a, he's a fabulous man. Uh, he's going to have to reach over and say hi to my microphone. But... Uh, we're going to someday get to have enough money to uh, buy him a microphone so he can actually say things. and <laughs> that. So, Mike, you want to say hi? Hello. Hi, Mike. Thank hi, you Mike. for being here. Well, yes. thanks for having me. Thanks, Mike. That. We also have a beautiful group of people out there at uh, in Facebook. and that We're so happy you guys came. Uh, we do most of our podcasts live on Facebook, too, so you can 
not just hear us, you can see us too. Isn't that awesome? Yes, it is. That's awesome. So if you're rip, lip readers, you can see what we're saying. Is that, is that right? No. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What a beautiful day. This podcast today, The Sacredness of Feminine Energy, is brought to you by a couple beautiful, beautiful sponsors. That's right, Rod. Today's show is brought to you by Teresa Marie Holland at Beyond Today at Lakeside Center, 11223 North 28th Drive, F11223 in Phoenix, Arizona. You can see Teresa for massage, Reiki, hypnotherapy, and cupping. You can reach Teresa at 602-487-6938. Again, please reach out to Teresa at 602-487-6938. Wow. And our other sponsor is? Believe it or not, we've got Ben Serpas from the New Acropolis in Phoenix. National Director, and you can reach Ben at 623-696-8244. Again, please reach out to Ben at the New Acropolis Phoenix at 623-696-8244. And don't forget, we're also sponsored by Beyond Today, 11223 North 28th Drive, Suite F101, Phoenix, Arizona, 85029. You can call us anytime at 602-374-4926. That phone number again, 602-374-4926. We also have a beautiful website, which is beyondthenumber2day.com. Beyondthenumber2day.com. We have a lot of beautiful events here. We have our podcasts going on. Come out and check us out. It's a beautiful time here at Beyond Today. You know what? We have a lot to talk about, and uh, we have a lot of things to go. So let's just get right into this, you know, because this is a beautiful topic. This is a lot of beautiful things that's going on here. And you know what? Having been here, and let's talk about the sacredness of feminine energy, I have a lot of questions. And I have a, I'm sure Ben's got a lot of answers. <laughs> and I'm excited about this podcast event. So uh, I hope you don't mind, Cindy, because this is basically for Cindy and that, but I, my first and foremost uh, question is, is that what got you into this, Ben? Well, actually, uh, it got me into it. <laughs> I didn't get into it. It got me into it. Um, I kind of stumbled upon a Neocropolis about 25 years ago, and one of the first things that I, I learned is that there's such a, thin, a thing as... Uh, the feminine principle and the masculine principle and they have nothing to do with male and female and that really turned everything around in my life I started looking at uh, females and males uh, with a totally different perspective and uh, I think that changed my life uh, Mary Magdalene for example that uh, is, is a very important female character female character she has both the feminine and the masculine principles. And I think that in itself is what got me going on, on this topic. So I, I think it's, it's a great topic. I'm really happy somebody's doing it. <laughs> well, I, I still, I mean, the thing is, is that I grew up believing something different about Mary Brother than what I was being taught. And to myself, you know, I mean, there's, 
I've had this question all my life until I didn't realize until I met Cindy is that I'm not the only one that has these thoughts and, and feelings about who Mary is. And then she kind of opened my eyes up to other people now. And, I, you know, it was always, as, as a boy growing up, I was kind of hushed about the feminine concepts of, of feminality and feminine things, you know. So I was always hushed about it. So my feeling now is like, this is awesome. Boys and guys can talk about women in, 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 the, in the past and talk about femininity and everything else. Now, we can actually be out there and say, you know what, I have a feminine part of me that believes in this. And this is what I truly believe in. And I, I'm, I'm just glad that Cindy has been pushing and pushing to do this podcast because this is a serious podcast. I mean, there's you're number one. You're the first one. This is, you know, it, we keep talking back and forth what the name's going to be. That the Sacred Feminine of Energy, Mary Magna, Part One, because we're not done. That's right. That's, <laughs> it, it continues. Yes. Absolutely. There's so much out there. Absolutely. I I totally get that. I'm learning about her um, and her energies that she has to offer more and more every day. They're very strong. I feel very connected. Um, I want to say I don't know how, but I just do and know, and I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I would really like to, for Ben, though, he's already kind of given me a synopsis of what he has to share with us today. It's absolutely beautiful. Truth be told, I start crying, so I think we should just let Ben take the floor for a little bit here, and and you're going to be amazed. Get your tissues out. <laughs> well, thank thank you. you. Thank you, Cindy. Um, the first thing that I, I want to say is that uh, there, there's a confusion out there as to what the feminine and the masculine principles are. And, and that should be the basis of, of, of our talk because uh, one of the reasons Mary Magdalene uh, was given a bad rap uh, is because males back then had no idea of what the feminine and the masculine principles are. And I think that most people uh, don't either. So uh, let's start by saying that uh, all of us, males and females, have both feminine and masculine principles uh, in us. Okay, uh, in that, if you can picture the yin and yang, right, uh, a white and black fish. Remember that. And inside of each one, inside of the black fish, there's a white dot. Inside of the other one is the opposite. That means that we have a little bit of both in each one of us. And, and that are, those are the complementary aspects of, of creation. Same thing happens, of course. One of the aspects is the feminine aspect of, of human beings. Uh, and that's the topic of today. Um, I, I wanted to start with the historical aspect of how someone who epitomizes the feminine principles was actually, uh, at the beginning, held as an important teacher, a guide, and actually was called at one time in one of the Gospels, the Apostle of Apostles, Mary Magdalene. And when was she actually kicked out? Because she was. <laughs> uh, so I go back historically, so. In, in the Catholic and Protestant traditions, she's seen, uh, she's portrayed as a prostitute, right? And uh, that she was redeemed by her love for Jesus Christ. 
Not so in the Eastern Orthodox and Gnostic traditions. She's portrayed totally different. Okay. Um, now, how did this come about? It takes place with um, Pope Gregory the Great, and this goes back to um, the year 591 AD. He gave what, what is called the homily, uh, and in this homily, he, uh, he takes all the Marys, with the exception of the, the mother of Jesus, but all the Marys and all the women in the Gospels, and piles them up into one, and uh, gives them all the attributes of all these Marys to Mary Magdalene. Of course, one of these uh, women was a prostitute. So he took advantage of that and said, well, here we are. Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. And she's the one that washed uh, Jesus' feet with her tears and, and wiped them with her hair and so on and so forth. And that's the tradition that has been um, alive until today. Wow. And where was this? Where did this come from, man? Well, this is uh, uh, in in Europe. We're talking sixth century, um, uh, when the church uh, is coming out of um, a period that was started with uh, uh, Emperor Constantine. Okay. Uh, back in, in in the fourth century, when he declared Christianity the official religion of Rome. Okay. Starting there, they discarded most of the Gospels that existed at the time and only kept four of them. Right? In those Gospels, um, you find the beginning of the end of the feminine principle being important in the church. Okay, so though the next 200 years um, crystallize with Gregory the Great's uh, homily where he calls her a prostitute and therefore vanishing from, um, from everything, um, the uh, feminine principle. And uh, I think that's very important. We go back to that period of time. Um, so he redefines uh, what Mary Magdalene um, is in Christianity. Uh, and of course, at the same time, um, the role of the feminine in the church. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. So that, historically, that's what happened. Okay? And, uh, of course, after that, uh, we have uh, different uh, documents that have been found that totally contradict that. Hmm. So, and, and that's another topic that, that I, I would like to talk about, too. Oh, absolutely. Please do. The floor is yours, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, good. This is very interesting, and I just have to throw this out there, Ben, that uh, uh, this is very interesting, Cindy. This is stuff Cindy and I have talked about, that we have no, I didn't learn this in church. I didn't learn this from my growing up then, Cindy didn't either then, but this is just the knowing that we've had about Mary Magdalene. We knew that, that uh, it was really funny, is that the one thing that I told her a long time ago, as a small boy, I said, I told uh, my minister, that uh, I said all the Marys, somebody put all the Marys together in one place and made everybody a Mary. Uh, you're a Mary, you're a Mary, you're a Mary. And he looked at me, he says, blasphemy. He goes, please do not say that in my church. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I was apologetic about this and everything else. But I had this knowing about something that I, I, I knew there's something was more. And uh, trust me, you know, I, I, I grew up a very strong 
religious and that, and I, I take that foundation of my religion very seriously. I really still do. And I'm not making fun of anybody in any which way, shape, or form. But I just wanted you to know that we've had a knowing, just like you, you said and everything else, there's a knowing that we've had, and I'm sure we're not the only ones that has this knowing. That there, that there was something different. There's something. Well, yeah, that's why I started by saying that uh, Catholic and Protestant right, absolutely. traditions um, um, have portrayed her as, as a prostitute and so on. Right. Um, and, and yes, uh, all these Marys that, that are in, in, in the Gospels um, are distinctive uh, one from another. So you have, uh, of course, uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and you have Mary of Bethany, she's the sister of Martha and Lazarus. Uh, you have Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and Mary, the, the, the wife of Clopas. So I mean, you have all these. And then you have some unnamed women, and they're not Marys because they, they're unnamed, but they were all now Mary Magdalene. You know, to serve a purpose, right? Right, exactly. So anyway, um, the interesting thing is, is how... Uh, were these uh, Gospels written and when is really important. Uh, for example, the four Gospels uh, are not eyewitness accounts. We, we know that, right? right. Um, they were written 35 to 65 years after Jesus' death. And uh, they were oral traditions. There was nothing in writing. Um, and then uh, when he died about uh, 30 AD, right? after that, the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, and Luke uh, were dated at 65 to 85 AD. So you see that they're all from memory. There's no written uh, sources that we can speak of. Um, and then the Gospel of John was composed around 90 to 95 AD. So you can see that somebody could have just transmitted the wrong idea or somebody interpreted wrongly okay both or both <laughs> either on purpose or not right we don't know that we don't we but don't. in my heart i want to say probably some of it was on purpose mm -hmm. i feel different mm -hmm. about everything sorry but i do i, I feel this in my heart well re let's remember a little bit though that when these gospels and i, I can't say they were written but when these gospels appear all right from memory, they're transmitted orally. Right? And like I said, something can be lost or something can be added. Right? And it's taking place before Christianity becomes the official religion of, of the state. Okay? So all of this is happening. In preparation of or not, we don't know, but I think Cindy has a point. It could have been intentional. And why were the other 48 Gospels that we know of not taken into account? That sounds a little fishy, right? <laughs> but, so, so anyway, uh, one of the things is that the Synoptic Gospels, for example, uh, agree on four basic points. And this is interesting because this takes place in those first few hundred years. That she was one of Christ's female followers. They all agree on that that she was present at the crucifixion, that she was the witness of his resurrection, the witness. And she was the first to be charged with the supreme ministry of proclaiming the Christian message. And here, this is beautiful because 
when she's uh, at the grave and she sees the stone has been removed, he look, she looks inside and there's two angels. And she's asking them, what have you done with the body of my Lord? And all of a sudden, Jesus, the Christ, uh, appears. And she doesn't recognize him. And she, she thinks it's the gardener. She says, what have you done with the body of my Lord? And then she says, Mary, it's me. And she recognizes his voice, right? From there on, he transmits to her something that's really powerful. is what happens to the soul when it descends and when it ascends back to the source, going to the seven different planes. And this is exactly what is taught in uh, Tibet. We find these teachings there. Um, and how do we know about this? Uh, Madame Blavatsky, H.P. Uh, Blavatsky, lived for eight years in Tibet. And during those eight years, she memorized 54 of the 84 books of the Golden Precepts. From these 54, she writes a book, a little book, but it's really powerful. It's called The Voice of the Silence. In this book is a almost identical description of what Mary describes in the Gospel of Mary as to what happens to the soul. Now, this can't be a coincidence, right? No, it happens. So we're going back to Jesus, the Christ, transmitting this wisdom to Mary Magdalene. Why her? And this is why we need to talk about the feminine principles, because Absolutely. there's a reason, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and then, of course, this opens a can of worms because um, of jealousy from the male apostles, and, uh, and so on. I mean, the, this goes on and on and on. So uh, this is the beginning, I think, of uh, the recognition that uh, Mary is special. Yes. I, I just, uh, it's really interesting. I just want to go back for one second on the seven layers, man. Is that, uh, are you, you know, I, I missed something in the seven layers. Is that the same as the seven rays? Uh, no, it's not the same as the seven okay, rays. Okay, so I missed something yeah. there. Man. Well, the, we're, we're talking about the seven different planes. Planes, okay, that's yes. the part I missed. Okay, yes. all right, all right. <clears throat> I kind of, I was just kind of like, had a lot of things and I was thinking about. We I can have a whole session. <laughs> that. Oh, absolutely. That. Okay. Uh, yeah. So if, if you want, we can come back to that because uh, what she describes <clears throat> and how it relates to the voice of the silence right. can take up a whole hour at least. No, oh, absolutely. Okay? So I, I just mentioned it so that uh, we understand right. that right. what Jesus the Christ passed on to Mary was not just, oh, well, there's a heaven and there's a hell. and No. No. There is a soul that descends and then ascends, and then there's the process and so on. So oh, absolutely. So that's what the important right, 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 and right. why he passed it on to her and asked her to be the messenger. Right. Eh? Interesting. So that. Thank yeah. You. I, yeah, I didn't mean to get back on that. I just I missed one part of that. The, you know, the Alice Bailey seven rays. You know, I I, mm -hmm. I I love that kind of thing. So I 
the planes are different, I know. It's not that it's unrelated. Right, exactly. It is related, <laughs> but that's not what she talks about. We'll, it's more we'll, alchemical. Yes, <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll actually have another podcast on this because uh, we've been having people asking about the planes and the rays and what's the difference with right. the chakras and everything else. Absolutely. So I think we need another podcast on that. But this is, all, this is about Mary now. Okay? Yes. Yes, yes, it's about. Sorry, let's, let's move on. The blessed, loved Mary. <laughs> <clears throat> There's other things that happen. In, in these Gospels that uh, underline her importance as as a messenger, uh, as I, she was called the Apostle of the Apostles. And that is that uh, her name uh, is um, placed first uh, at least six of seven times in the Gospels of women that are in Jesus' uh, um, circle. Right, and 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 then, for example, um, we have that in different gospels, they mention her specifically. So, and that that's important. Now, there's another um, also um, interesting uh, fact that it could have been misunderstood by because of ignorance, probably when. Um, it is said in the gospel that, uh, that Jesus cleans the seven aspects of Mary, right? And, of course, the Pope thinks it's uh, vices, dirty things, whereas there's others that interpret that as the chakras, the actual um, cleaning and actualizing and stimulating and the... Uh, Asserting the power of the chakras in in Mary, in, in making them actually start working. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And there's many uh, writings on, on this topic, but the, it can be uh, another interpretation. So that that's also interesting. Uh, let's see what else is interesting here. Is that uh, just so quick? Yes. I found that very interesting when you shared that the other day in class. <clears throat> when we were talking about her last Monday. Is the how he ignited her chakras. As like the Kundalini type of deal, and I, I would you know kind of look at it that way. I don't know if that's what it is exactly, but regardless of anything, it was really beautiful the way you shared that the other day, and it just really made a lot of sense to I me when you that. shared that. Thank you. I, I, I think uh, as well as the um, misinterpreting of the feminine principle back then, uh, many things were misinterpreted. It, it was, and uh, ignorance is one of them, and and of course. Um, many uh, have said that one of the reasons why the male uh, apostles um, didn't care for her is because of jealousy and ignorance. Right. So it, that, that's it, it, interesting. Because he, yeah, part that I remember and learned is that he shared more things with her than he, that he did with the other apostles. That was one part of the jealousies. Well, here's the interesting thing is, uh, uh, I, I've, been, I've thought about this many times uh, as I studied the, uh, the makeup of human beings, right. the uh, male and the female, right? Um, I understand that the mental aspect of vehicle is more under control by females than by males. People don't understand that, but it's true. So... Uh, when we talk about um, 
feminine aspect okay, in Jesus transmitting these things to his disciples, why did, did he choose her? I believe it's because she had her mental vehicle more developed and more under control and would understand the concepts in a much more precise manner than the male. And I believe that's why he chose her to pass this information on to her. Yeah. I agree. I, I have to agree with that too. That's a, the feminine aspect of that is that in most, in a lot of cultures that I know in that in Native American land, feminine females are the are the strength of the, of the house. They're, they're the strength around, and uh, a household would not be a household without the feminine energy. In, in a lot of cultures, then, and that's I my true believing is that um, we see our mothers as running the household, you know, we, that she runs that and everything. And, and I remember growing up and that's like, you know, anything had to do with the house and that, dad was always saying, go ask mom about the, that. That's, that's mom's life, you know. So they were segregated as, as a child. I, you know, this is a woman's job, this is a man's job. And that. But femininity always was about the strength of the house and the strength of ground. Well, I, I found... I found out early on when I was a teenager, 16, 17, used to go out with my friends. Um, I found out that my mother had a very powerful intuitive vehicle <laughs> that I didn't understand. Because tonight uh, you're going to a party, you know, you know, don't drink too much, uh, be careful. I have a feeling something's going to happen. And you know what? It did happen many times. <clears throat> Just like she said. And the reason is, again, uh, women, females, have more access to the intuitive, intuitive vehicles than we do because they have their mental under control more than we do. Absolutely. The, our mental vehicle is an obstacle to access <laughs> intuition. So we, we have a hard time understanding <laughs> that. Jesus knew that about Mary. And so he passed this out to her because he knew she was going to understand clearly what he was trying to tell Absolutely. her. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and a lot of people have argued about the, um, her importance and uh, not really being part of, of his inner circle. But we find this reinforced in so many different places. Like we find it in the Gnostic Gospels, in the Gospel of Thomas. The uh, first apocalypse of chains, and the dialogue of the Savior, and Sophia of Jesus Christ, the Gospel of Philip, the Pistis Sophia, the Gospel of Mary from the Berlin Codex. In all these, we find that Mary Magdalene is part of the inner circle. Okay? So it's not like one person said it. No, it's said in many places. Now, many of these, of course, were excluded. Remember from uh, the first writing of the New Testament, which right, was done fourth century or so. So it's but it's important to know. Now in the Gospel of Mary, uh, this is where she really comes comes on as, as a leader, right? And and it's important that um, now what what happened to, where where did the Gospel of Mary come from? Well, that, that that's oh, that's a, you're, you're you're digging into uh, well, I just, a rabbit well, hole. Well, uh, just the surface of it, okay. Well, but all of these have been in time have been discovered, okay. Um, 
I don't have the exact dates of when they discovered it, right. but after their discovery, two different uh, parts of it were discovered, okay? And uh, a, a different scholars, at least one that I know of, uh, she put the two of them together and discovered that there were about 10 pages missing from her gospel. Mm. But she used what she had. And, and in these is that, that description of the soul that I was talking about. Like I said, that that's another topic. And, well, absolutely. And I'll we'll get into the details of the Gospel of Mary in, in that particular podcast. Right, absolutely. I think about. we should, I think, really think, should we talk about that? Because it is, yeah. it's really interesting how they were found and, and how it was put together and everything else. And, and But it wasn't just the, the Gospel of Mary. There's other Gospels that were Yes, and, many other Gospels that, that were gospel. discovered. Yep. And, and you can actually find them on the Internet. Yep, absolutely. They're now available to everybody. Yep. They're not as... They were kept a secret for a while, but the church yeah. couldn't control that anymore. I'm so. sorry, Ben. That that was no. that's fascinating. It, I just it, it, there's a fascinating story behind it, and I think that'd be a, a really great podcast too about about finding. So somebody story. asked me one time, why was Mary um, visiting the tomb by herself? That's a good question. Yes, and the answer is. All the other uh, disciples were hiding because they were afraid of persecution. After uh, um, the crucifixion of, of Jesus, um, they all went into hiding. They said, well, if they did that to him, we're next. Right. Except her. Hmm. So she had the courage to go out there and, in a way because... Um, they probably felt that they wouldn't go after a, a woman, right? Right. Maybe. But she had the courage to go there and, and stay there. And when she gets there, it's open, right? Right. But anyway, that's that's a, an important part of why then Jesus, the Christ, chooses her to transmit. Absolutely. She not only has the mental ability to understand the concept, but she's got the courage that's <laughs> necessary to take it out there and share it. Right. And not be afraid that uh, they're going to kill her because she's uh, um, propagating, you know, information wow. that goes against uh, uh, the empire. So it, it, it's really important that she was also a courageous woman. So mm -hmm. very, very, she absolutely very courageous. So I don't know if you have any any questions. I mean, I I have a few things, and I don't know how we're doing on time. So. Mm -hmm. We got some good time yet, and then so yeah. So I have a lot of questions, but Cindy, go ahead. Man. Um, I'm good at the moment. I'm, I'm so enjoying <laughs> this, and tears are coming down. So um, I'm, if I speak, I'll cry. It's just so, it's just so beautiful. I just I, I can't say enough how much I feel like I really connect with all of this. Like she's definitely a part of me. And well, I can see how, how it's awakened your emotions. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, it's triggered a few chakras there. <laughs> <laughs> a few? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it has. Yes, it has. I certainly hope that um, everyone else out there, male or female, doesn't matter, can feel this energy that's going right now and, and about this uh, topic that we're talking about and how I truly feel it's super important to put it out there because these energies are out there and Again, thank you. I'm, I'm going to be quiet. I want to hear some more. <laughs> so, but one of the first questions that I have uh, about this, because, I mean, this is a question that's been on my mind for a lot, is that um, 
So what was the big role for Mary? What was she? Was she an apostle? Was she a disciple? Was she all the above? And, that, and was there other apostles and disciples that were females? Yes, there were others, yes. There was at least, we know of, um, three more. Okay. And um, one of them, interestingly enough, her name is Salome. 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 And, but, and then it's not the one who danced. You remember? Right, yes, yeah, absolutely. It's no. that one. She had the same name. Um, but there's different stories and legends about all of them in, in, in these, these other Gospels. Not so in the four that were chosen okay, to, uh, to be part of the New Testament. Which is a, that's another story of how that happened. Okay? That's really interesting. How that's how, next week. That's, you know, Volume you know, twenty six. Yeah, that, that's how the, the, the Pope and, and, and Emperor Constantine got together, right. and how they secured power okay. through yep. religion. So that, but that's another topic, really. <laughs> but, yep. it, yeah, but but to to answer your question is. Uh, that there are three different phases in the chronology of. Of uh, uh, the focus that is placed on, on women in his movement, and, and I, not by coincidence, you asked the question. I just flipped the page because I wanted to talk no, about no, it. We don't. <laughs> we, we never have any quizzes, do we? <laughs> no. Isn't it? Well, I have. I divided it into different phases. In phase one, which is the time of Jesus when he was alive, uh, women were uniquely empowered as fully equal. Okay. He has present in every day of his life the feminine and masculine principles being equal and complementary. Okay? So, and, and he portrays that. Okay? So, so that makes an interesting concept because there's not, there is a missing part, link of Jesus' life yeah. that we don't really read about or, taught, or, or are taught as almost, what, 35 years of missing... What happened to Jesus? Well, he was he was absent for at least twenty. Okay, at least twenty, 20 years. Because okay. at the age of twelve, thirteen, he disappeared. Right. N nobody knows. Well, nobody in the church knows. Uh, uh, I think other people seem to right. know where he went, but um, to become an enlightened being, just like some of the other uh, messiahs or avatars, uh, messengers right. have. They've gone to schools for initiates, absolutely of mystery, right? Uh, and and so we know that's where he was, right? right? Okay. So he comes back, right, and at the age of thirty some so, yeah. Okay? Uh, and then he starts sharing what he has learned. Now that he's an enlightened being, um, he's an initiate, um, and uh, you have two or three years where he consolidates. Um, the following, right? And he does not distinguish between males and females, but he doesn't have to. The, the females in, in his movement actually uh, have proven themselves, and so he starts sharing everything with them, sometimes more so with Mary <laughs> than with the, the male uh, apostles. Okay. And, and that comes through in many of the Gospels. Right, absolutely. Yeah, it, through uh, words of jealousy and, and the complaints, you know, and, and of course, uh, doubts as to why he was sharing with her and not with them, you know, not believing her, and so on. So I, th that's, that happens. 
But during phase two, this is when um, Jesus, the, the community of, of Christians, start um, losing that um, which Jesus had, had left uh, as to the importance of the feminine principle. And the males start coming through, uh, trying to squeeze out uh, the feminine in, in the church. Okay? And, and so we have then, by phase three, we have uh, the Gospels are, are written. Um, and those were selected, as I told you before. And uh, this is when we see that uh, the, the male predominance um, starts coming through, um, not only in which Gospels they choose, but how they interpret them. Um, that's an important, that's a really important part. And, uh, and then, of course, the... Um, they start emphasizing the authority of the 12 male disciples. And then, of course, they hardly ever mention Mary again. Or the other uh, uh, women uh, that were important in the movement. Right. Okay. Right. Can, can I ask you your feeling on that? Do you, do you have a feeling why they stopped doing what, what Why the masculinity came out even stronger at that period of time? Uh, well, one of the the main reasons is, um, and, and this is a very famous saying, um, when you ignore something, you tend to attack it. So ignorance, ignorance produces animosity, jealousy, a whole, whole bunch of things that uh, come, come through in, in human uh, being. Uh, and in this case, um, these women were so important that uh, it made these the, the, the males then um, feel that uh, they were being left out. Right. And to come back uh, strongly, they had to eliminate uh, in, any feminine uh, influence. Okay. And, and, and that that was the main reason. And this was done out of ignorance. Right. And, Absolutely. Um, because we all have the ability. The potential, rather, to bring out both principles, the feminine and the masculine uh, principles, <coughs> yeah. and because we all have them. Right? Now, that has nothing to do with uh, being a male and being a female. Okay, that we are different in that sense, but not as far as the principles and the potentials that we have within us. Right. That was not understood back then. So the the. When you don't understand something, you attack it. Okay? Right, absolutely. And that, that goes on every day in the world. We, we see that. So, so what you're basically saying is that uh, in the human species of mind, that instead of saying male and female, that, that's actually almost a discrimination sense because we are either, right? Is that what you're saying? No, that, that you, say, you said male and female. Right. Okay. That, that we're talking gender. Right? right. 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 That that's what I'm talking about. Is that if we consider gender, it'd be more of a uh, discrimination uh, towards somebody by talking gender. Right. Yes and no, because okay. it depends on how you you, you mention it, how, right, how right. you mention the, the the opposite sex, the opposite, not opposite, complementary, not opposite. I love that See, complimentary. That, <laughs> that, why do people call it the opposite sex? I don't know because we're not opposite; we're complementary, and so this is the thing again. We because we ignore 
the fact that the male and female um, are part of our personality. Right. Okay? Which is the physical aspect, right? But when we talk about the higher aspects of, of the human being, we're, we're called human being, beings, right? Yep. The human aspect, is, we talk about gender. The being aspect, we talk about feminine and masculine. Because these are spiritual aspects of our higher self. Absolutely. Right? That's, yeah, that's where I was going. I don't know if that makes sense. No, no, no. That was where I exactly was going for in that. Mike, you had something to say? Yeah. So I, I, I listen to this, and I think of it, of course, from the uh, mystic perspective, uh, or occultism, so to say, which is your feminine energy is the subconscious. The masculine is the self-conscious. Of course, you look at the lover's tarot card, you have superconsciousness floating above, and who does superconsciousness look at? The feminine. The feminine then looks at the masculine. So it kind of shows there's your trinity again. You know, Father, right, Son, Holy Spirit, or whatever you want to call it. But that's where I look at it from the, the mystical standpoint right. of, not the physical end of things. Right. But right, no, no, that's what it was, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to say that uh, discrimination as in, in that type of sense, and that is a discrimination of, of we only see what we want to see sometimes or what we are told to see. And so it's the idea is that when you look at oh, she, that woman, that female, is a beautiful female now, instead of that human being, that being over there is beautiful. So if we start looking or connecting our eyes to our heart, in a sense, we don't see that. We don't. We no longer see the female male aspect of it, and that's my idea. That the concept of that is, it's some. It's really hard sometimes for me to depict if you're male or female. It doesn't matter to me. Does that make, you know, it make, makes a lot of okay, sense. That's what Absolutely. I'm trying. Because that's what I was trying to get to. It's not a discrimination. Of one it. of the things, that, and, and Cindy can tell you uh, that I, I mention this often in our classes, that uh, when we're sitting around the table, there's usually seven of us. Uh, in, in her class, um, I said, we are seven different personalities sitting at the table. We have different tastes in food and music and what have you. But if we look at the essence of each one of us, it's a soul that we're looking at that's sitting at the table. Absolutely. And when you do that, you don't see gender. Right. Right? Nope. You see feminine and masculine principles and you see souls that are doing um, uh, something to uh, raise the level of consciousness which to me that's what evolution is is raising your level of consciousness so um, that's really important in, in understanding what what is happening 2,000 years ago they didn't know this they didn't know this in this area of the world. Other parts of the world were very, very knowledgeable about this. Uh, in, in Egypt and Mesopotamia and so on, they, they knew this. And this is where Tibet gets it. They get it from what we call ancient wisdom. Uh, mm -hmm. It's neither Buddhism or Hinduism. Right. No, it's ancient wisdom. wisdom. Hermes. Hermes. Yes, yes. Hermes. I did a report on him. Thought. Yeah, you yeah. Did. <laughs> yes. Thrice great. For a reason. Yes. Well, the um, uh, I've, I've talked a little bit about uh, 
what is going on back then. Um, it, it's important that as we're talking about the feminine um, energy, you know, that is is reviving in the world because it's true, it's happening. Um, Thank you for saying that. I don't mean to interrupt, but I, I truly believe that, and I'm not trying to do the feminist quote-unquote thing or even go that route at all. That's not what this is about, but... Thank you for mentioning that because I, I truly feel that in my heart and soul that the feminine energies are very present right now. And, and it's interesting that many obstacles have had to uh, be overcome uh, to get there. For example, um, the church created a model, okay, and uh, it was a, a patriarchal model, right? And it they defined women in terms of their sexual um, roles um, and their relation to men. That's how they defined them. They were virgins, they were wives, they were mothers, they were widows, they were prostitutes. That's how they defined them. And they declared that Mary, the mother of Jesus, symbolized the archetype role of virgin and mother. That was Mary, the mother of Jesus, right? Um, and Jesus, the Savior, could not have a wife, right? So we eliminate the, the role of wife. So what role was left? The role of prostitute. Yeah. So his companion, his disciple, Mary Magdalene, had no, no choice here. She was a prostitute, right? This is what the church is promoting. This is the model they created. And now, did the, the, the model they created produce what they wanted? I would say yes, mm -hmm. because they undermined the appeal to Mary of Magdala. Um, she had become a, a warrant for women's leadership, okay? and that was dangerous. Um, well, yeah. The other effect was to undermine the theological positions that were being promulgated under her name and her apostolic authority, mm. which Jesus gave her. Right. And to discredit sexuality in general and disempower women in particular. Oh, wow. So these are the three very important effects from what they did. And they rejected, for example, sexuality. And there's another, that's another topic of why that was wrong. Right, absolutely. And then there was some a lot of ignorance there. Uh, there's many parts of uh, uh, different gospels that talk about Jesus's sexuality. Uh, so, and, and we can get into that also. That's uh, <laughs> part twenty-four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's also uh, uh, an interesting topic, right? Because absolutely. the church um, has rejected sexuality and. And of course, they promoted uh, uh, chastity and so on and so forth. Yeah, so interesting. And, and then again, of course, there's so so many documents that have been uncovered or discovered. Um, um, I'm leaving some of this for our next meeting, which is uh, the, the the Gospel of Mary Magdalene. Okay. Um, okay. And, and, and her leadership, which is uh, so much. I mean, and, and all the things that she did and, um, and how they, they've been um, captured in different Gospels and different writings um, that are now uh, 
preserved in different parts of the world. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And that that would be gosh, so, so much on her. <laughs> wow. This this is this is really amazing. I, I just you know, there's a lot to think about. There's a lot that's brought into light about this. And that, and, that, and I think that the bottom line, a lot of this stuff is, is that, you know, um, the feminine movement is on. I mean, the, the strength of females is coming out stronger than ever now. And you really see it. It's, and they're banding together in so many things, which is amazing. But what we have to distinguish, though, that the, the, the females from the feminine from principle coming out. Because that... You, you can't confuse the two. No, 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 no. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. No, no, no. You're but, but, right. But there's a lot of people out there. That's why I'm repeating it because a lot of people right. think the feminine and female are one and the same, and they're not. There's okay. a lot of women who are not feminine. Right. <laughs> well, having the feminine principles, and, and, and I mean, there's a list of them, of oh. all the, the attributes uh, of what it means to be feminine, to have these attributes. Absolutely. The same with the masculine. Okay, uh, Cindy was just asking me a little while ago about uh, the the three logos. Remember, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we have the three logos are three attributes of the one logos. Right, we have those too. I mean, one of the the three logos is a feminine um, logos. And the other two are masculine logos, right? No, yep. But that doesn't mean that oh, this is for women and this is for men. Absolutely it's, not. We have the 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 seed, the potential to have all three in us, both feminine and masculine. Yep. Right. And, and that's what people need to know out there. It has nothing to do with with gender. Okay? No, no, no. Absolutely not. No, I would. I'm not even. I would never say that even. No, not you. I'm. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, just wanted to emphasize. Just so I don't. Absolutely. There, yeah. And it's funny is that in a structural sense that um, we're built of tenticity. and tenticity means that the weight bearing, that more push, more pressure that's pushed on our head, we will actually succeed, succeed, and, and hold that weight bearing. So the tenticity, but every tenticity is made out of translations. <clears throat> So our bodies are made out of tenticity of triangulations, which is the three. We need, part of that is awaking the tenticity within our bodies and that of the three, that of the triangulations. And that's the, 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 um, the female, male, and the ghost, Holy Ghost, basically, in a, in a sense that some people speak about, is the spirit within us. That we have all that within us. My idea, though, is, is that as we awaken this, we're seeing, Cindy and I are seeing in, in our clientele that, that there's changes, many changes. Females are waking up and going, what am I doing here? What is happening in my life? And they're, they're waking up and leaving. But so are males. But males are also being awakened in such a way as that they're being shaken awakened. And that the thing is, is that they realize the female goes, I'm not happy. I, I, something's wrong. And I'm not going gender-wise here. I'm just saying back and forth in a marriage and that is that the females are seeing it first before the males are, but the males are seeing it. Now, myself, who has been awake in a long time, that I've seen it coming for a long time, and Cindy has, and you have been, and I'm sure Mike has, and that we've all seen this coming out of us. And it's, it's beautiful. It's like, it, time is now for us to just be who we are supposed to be and, that, and, and allow the femininity and give back the feminine power, in a sense. 
And that's not just saying that I'm not saying go to the government and say, I want my power back or the churches or anything else. I'm saying in our lifetime, in our life, take the feminine energy back. Let us be who we're supposed to be. And I know I took up a lot. Cindy, this is supposed to be your podcast, and I took up a lot of time yapping and that. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? I wanted to hear Ben, not you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, sure he has a few more things to share before we have to wrap it up, yes? We are at 56 minutes. Okay, Ben, please. <clears throat> we, yes. have, we have at least four minutes. I would like to hear the rest. We'll keep Rod. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, just that uh, there is a historical process that, uh, of course, has started uh, with the Renaissance. Uh, once that the uh, the holy or unholy Inquisition ended, um, I think that uh, a lot of the the uh, feminine uh, principles uh, have started to come through. And uh, you have found in, in these last few centuries that also the male, and this is not the masculine, the males have begun to accept the fact that um, women have the same potentials. Right. And if we were actually sincere and frank as males, we would recognize the fact that women have us beat when it comes to the mental ability. Absolutely. And but we are too proud to to admit this. And um, uh, I, I think that uh, the feminine energy that is coming through um, has started a, a little bit at a time after the Renaissance, but has really picked up a lot of uh, um, momentum in the last few years. So I think, I think that's important. Now, again, and, and Cindy said it, and so, so have you, we're not talking about the uh, female movements uh, no. that have uh, wanted to be equal with males. Right. We're not equal, okay? But the feminine aspect coming through, that has to continue, and that has to be accepted by us males, that it exists and we have it in ourselves, um, maybe not as well developed as it is in, in women, but we have it and we have to respect the fact that eventually we all will have both principles fully developed. And, and I think that's the challenge that we have in the next few years is we have a very difficult period of time now in the age of Aquarius because the first 200 years. Um, ice, dark, we will overcome these 200 years and then start a, a very interesting and powerful um, period where this feminine, uh, the feminine principles will actually um, be taking hold of just about any movement on the planet. And, and I think that's why it's important to understand what's happened to one of the, uh, I think, most... Uh, loving uh, examples of uh, the feminine principle in, in history, Mary Magdalene. Mm. And that's why I thought it would be interesting to share all this about that her. So beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. Absolutely. Any warm feelings you have in your heart are definitely, I believe, contributing or 
are coming from her and her energies. I don't care if she's been gone hundreds of years. She's definitely very present, I feel. So. Absolutely. And, and I have felt this also in in the, the women in my life, starting with with my mother and my grandmother. I, they, they were, my gosh, uh, they had these feminine principles, very present. Um, I, I, I'm, I've had very interesting experiences. Most of my bosses have been women <laughs> in my life, you know, starting from my very first boss at uh, chemical laboratory and my second boss, uh, the dean of the School of Medicine. She was my mentor and so on. And today in Neocropolis, our international director is it, a woman. That's true. And so uh, I highly respect the feminine principle. It has to come through. And we as males have to let it come through. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> I agree. That's why you need to speak more, Cindy. I need to speak more? You okay. need to talk more. I, I've asked her to. Do you too? Many times. Absolutely. Oh, yes. <laughs> Exactly. It's like I, I, I wanted her to be one of our instructors, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> okay. yeah. Well, it's not a complete dead thing. <laughs> I know, I know. But I keep pushing her. It's going, it's like, you know, we have uh, viewers that are, and listeners that are saying, you know, Cindy needs to talk more. So I'm always going like this. It's like, Cindy, you need to talk. You need to talk. <laughs> She's just sitting there. It's like, this is your podcast, honey. <laughs> so, this, yeah, we, we, we love you, honey. You know that. Thank you. Well, this is definitely a good breakthrough, and I appreciate everything that you had to share, Ben, and, and I know there's more, and super excited about that. I also have uh, some other beautiful ladies, um, and hopefully Ben as well, but at the moment, a few ladies who are also interested in sharing these feminine energies and how what they're going through and feeling and, and their knowledge of this. Um, and it may or may not include specifically Mary Magdalene, but definitely, I'm going to say it again, her energies are very present no matter what the subject is of the feminine energies. I'm sure she's she's heading it all up. Great. I think it's great. Just keep it up. Thank you. I, I really want to. I want many more of these. And um, this deep love that she shares with all of us is very important. I think so, too. It's, it's it's um what it's what the we all in the whole world needs. This is our piece. Thank you. You speak with passion. You speak with uh, integrity, honey. It's just I love that. This this is very important to you. This is an important podcast. This is just the beginning of it, of our podcast. That um, if you guys would like to be, if anybody else would like to be a guest on this podcast for you know we're going to do the series about Mary Magdalene and uh, you can give Cindy a call at 602-374-4926 say her at Beyonce and, um, it's oh my gosh it's what a pleasure Ben it's you know the new Acropolis Phoenix you know the national director here live with us and that's it's an that's an amazing feeling for me that because um, I've heard about you for many years uh, from uh, Cindy's mom to Cindy and that uh, uh, the first time I heard about you is we were at doing a, a Tune In Tuesday, and actually Cindy's mom mentioned your name that night, and I was like, wow. And I guess you had just came in as a director or whatever else in that, and, and um, you've been an amazing man in these beautiful women's life, and uh, you've touched a lot of people's hearts, and every time I get to go do things with you, that uh, you've always touched my heart, and uh, you're very special to me also. Uh, this information you gave today, wow. Off the chart. That's I love just, it. Wow. So I, I really thank you for having me here. And uh, 
uh, I think that uh, you're doing a wonderful job. And anything uh, that I can do to support you, uh, I'm at your disposal. Fantastic. Ben, we want to have you doing some more classes and things here at Beyonce. We want we we have this beauty that I know that we can work in, and I just I'm excited about you. And that they can reach you at six two three six nine six eight two four four. If that's correct. Yes. Is there any other way they can get a hold of you? Uh, that would be the the easiest way. Oh, there's the a website too, uh, right? Well, we have a, a website, but uh, right now they're working on it. It's, oh, okay. Uh, it's, under construction? Pro, under construction. Work it's in, reconstruction. Reconstruction. Yeah. yeah. Or Absolutely. my email address. That, that can also, uh, it's, uh, I, I think I wrote Newacropolis.sw at gmail.com. R. Ben Surpas. Is that saying it right? Uh, S E R P A S, Benny, Benny Surpas, at gmail.com. Right. B E N N Y. B E N N Y. S E R P A S at gmail.com. Perfect. Yeah. If uh, you're interested in uh, getting information from our school, just write to me or call me. Yep. And it's a blessing to have you here, that's for sure. And that, uh, Thank um, you. We, we really appreciate your philosophy and your ideas and your, your, you're just an intelligent man. Love, love having conversations with you. I know, I know. When I uh, talked about you about to Mike, Mike was all excited. Ah, so <laughs> he gets that way. And then we have a lot of stuff going on at Beyond today. We have, uh, don't we, Cindy? We, we do, we do. Oh my gosh, you want to talk about this first one? Or I'll talk about oh, it. Oh, go for it. All right. So we have an intuitive panel coming up. It's using science and spiritual gifts and intuition. It's a professional panel of experts. Uh, we'll give you guidance and clarifications. Uh, your most in. For your most questions it's a beautiful panel it's starring courtney long the angel channel mm -hmm. oh my gosh what a beautiful soul she is mm -hmm. we have moselle martin the forensic handwriting specialist she awesome. has been on movies she directs things she's got what 32 books or more out Something like i'm that. sure she's she amazing. she listens to this so, so i'm sure she'll let us know that if i have the wrong books out and then we have the one and the only the beautiful cindy movie the clairvoyant the color therapist <laughs> The one and only Cindy Movie. Wow, <laughs> what an introduction. Thank you, thank you. And absolutely, and then that guy, Rod Lyman. Yeah, that guy. That the guy. duct tape on. Yes, the one that, <laughs> that Cindy sings, I talk so much. That she doesn't talk enough, so I have to talk for her sometimes. This will be Saturday, May 27th, and it's from 1 to 4 here at Beyonce. What a beautiful place uh, to be. Um, you can get your tickets at uh, beyondthenumber2day.com. It's it's uh, where holistic options on changes lives at Beyond today. It's beautiful. Absolutely. We also then coming up here, we have Dr. Emil Faith and Rod Lyman, those two wonderful characters, that medical tube and the medical medium. They're going to be together at Storm Wisdom. Wow, have you been to Storm Wisdom lately? What a beautiful place. Yes, at their Charles anniversary. There. It was yeah. fun. It was fun, fun. Charles is quite the guy. That's going to be is. Saturday, this June seventeenth. Uh, 2017. It's going to be from 10 a.m. to 12:30 at Storm Wisdom. Uh, you can get your tickets uh, online also at BeyondToday.com or HealingWizards.com, which is uh, Dr. Emil is actually a PhD in in uh, pharmaceuticals, and he changed it to more of working into supplements and that, which. Was kind of cool. It is cool. He's very amazing. Yeah. Very amazing. Uh, he talks a lot about the organs, glands, and the hormones, and the met, in a, uh, metabolic imbalances and that. Uh, you know, 
we unearth energetic emotional blocks and that. It's kind of fun to, to come watch us talk and, and be. We, we did one here at Beyond Today, and we had a great turnout, so we're going to do one at Storm Wisdom. How beautiful is that? Oh, my gosh. Cindy, you want to talk about this one? Oh, of course I do. This one is our Beyond Sunday. Here's our little flyer. Isn't that beautiful? So each Sunday morning from 8 to 9.30, till 9.30, we have um, a topic that we talk about uh, and share and a little bit of meditation, and we go around the room, and people share their experience if they have one about that topic. Um, I did the Mother's Day one this past Sunday. It was very beautiful. It was very beautiful. Uh, personally, I thought it was very beautiful. It was my mother speaking about her mom, which was... Um, Amazing. She doesn't do that very often. So thanks, Mom. Thanks, Grandma. Uh, so we have different guest speakers who will be here on Sundays uh, uh, cheering this up. Um, so please come join us. It's donation only. It's a beautiful way to start your Sunday and your week out because I know that we all get um, a little anxiety on Sundays knowing that we have the next work week to look forward to. Ha ha, LOL. <laughs> so come and join us here at Beyond Today on Sunday mornings, 8 to 9.30, and learn and have fun. Beautiful, beautiful. And if you would like to be one of our sponsors or a guest at, at Beyond Today, you can give us a call at 602-374-4926. That phone number again, 602-374-4926. It's always an honor to have such beautiful guests. Ben, what an honor to have you here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yes, thank you so much. I, I, I'm so grateful that you um, did this day. I only, I'm speechless. I only have words. I just can only say thank you, thank you, thank you. And for the record, I only teared up and cried about five times. <laughs> that was good. That's that, a record. It was really good. Yeah, there were some, some other times I choked up, but I held back a little bit. Thank you. Thank you, Cindy. And a special thank you to Mike, our yes, Mike, thank you, thank you. production manager here. He got us all set up and everything else. It looks great in here. Got the Facebook going and everything. This is awesome. That You can find us on the Rod City Podcast anywhere also. You can just look us up on Google. Uh, we're on iTunes now. Yes. You know, it's awesome. We have some great stuff on iTunes. I Googled us the other day, and we're everywhere, actually. It's kind of cool. Yeah, so uh, we love our guests. We love uh, our, our patrons out there. We love everybody that has anything to do with anything. Absolutely. So... Please stay tuned. We have some more ladies speaking about this feminine energies. Um, I, be I believe uh, Jeanette St. James, right? Or St. Germain. St. Germain. Jean Sorry about that, sweetie. Jeanette St. Germain. Um, uh, Amanda Brown and some other beautiful guest speakers. I'm just cutting it short here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Ben, thank you very much. Mike, thank you very much. Have a good night, guys. Thanks. Have a great day. Thank Bye. Great day. Blessings. Namaste. Love you all.